What's up, everybody? Vince here with Metal Sucks, where we are quarantined from the coronavirus, just like everybody is in the rest of the nation, lots of the world. So since we're all cooped up, we figured we would talk to some of our favorite musicians and uh, see what they're doing. So uh, with that, I'm here with Doc Coyle of Bad Wolves. Doc, what's going on? Uh, I guess the same thing as just about everyone else. <clears throat> what's what's the you vibe know, out there in California? Uh, like you guys went on lockdown uh, like a couple days ago or, you know, not lockdown, but whatever, but, you know, not supposed to leave your house. Like what's the vibe? Are people? No, it's well, it's not your people. I think misinterpreted it. It's not like you can't go outside. If you if you go and drive around and go, you know, to, to Target or something, it kind of looks pretty normal. It's less congested. But um they just stopped the not uh, non-essential businesses from being open. But it's not like if you're outside, someone's going to yell at you and tell you to go inside. So I think people, it's on lockdown. It's like, calm down. All right. Yeah, just, yeah. You know, uh, Foot Locker's not open. All right. It's crazy. <laughs> Can't get those, those new Jordans. Sorry about that. Exactly. Um, you know, little things, you know, I've been pretty much just trying to organize first off. <laughs> so like you can't really see around my my office kind of studio space but i've just been just cleaning stuff out and get rid of get getting rid of stuff i don't need and i'm like using this time to upgrade my home studio situation i'm ordering a bunch of gear and i'm like i want to try out new guitars and and just learn more about recording and kind of just yeah just just uh, utilize the utilize the time you know just you know and for, for me it's funny with like social media i go through these long periods where i, I hate everything and i just don't want to communicate or open my life up to it um but to me this is like the perfect time because this is our only way to connect to people so it's like trying to be as available and present and you know connecting with people because it's the only way we can we can reach out right now yeah uh i mean you know i, I feel like a lot of people are in the same boat they're they're taking stock of stuff, maybe cleaning their houses, like calling a friend, calling friends, you know, doing a lot of FaceTime, Google Hangouts, getting that, uh, that face contact, which is missing in real life. Um, but, you know, I feel like that's kind of going to, everyone's going to cycle through that stuff after like another week of this, you know, and this could go on for a while. Like what, what's your take on how long this is going to last? Nah, man, Trump said it, man. Back to work next week. <laughs> All right. 15 days. That's it. 15 days, you know, and and that's what I heard. All the medical people said 15 days and it's good. So I think I trust the president. So yeah, I think man, got to get the economy going again. That's all that so, matters. So we'll, like, fuck we'll the old people. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I, all that stuff, I think, is um, honestly the, the what, you know, because I was absorbing as much information about it uh, from sources I consider to be reputable uh, from the get go to get some kind of sense of it. And Pretty much the CDC recommended eight weeks going back maybe a week and a half ago. So that's what I was expecting. I was like, We're, this is going to be eight weeks um, minimum. Some people, you know, I've, I've heard numbers. People say, oh, nine months. And I'm like, yeah, but I just don't. I think what the the whole uh, slowing the curve. Uh, flattening the curve, yeah. Flattening the curve, excuse me. But, you know, but the idea of slowing the spread through flattening the curve is – uh, is, is just that. I mean, you're basically, you're slowing the inevitable. Um, 
And uh, and yeah, I, I think the truth be told, we're all in kind of no man's land. If anyone says they know exactly what's going to happen, I think they're lying or overconfident. So, you know, I, you know, personally, I'm OK, you know, but I, I really feel like a lot of people are going to be hurting. I think there's going to be the the obvious health implications. Uh, we're going to lose people. People are going to suffer. And then the, the financial aspect, you know, hopefully our government gets it together and starts uh, distributing some type of stimulus to people and, and, you know, doing forgiveness for rent and other kind of bills, mortgages, because I just don't think you can't, you can't have one without the other. You can't say, Hey, don't all the jobs are stopping, but Hey, rent's due on the first motherfucker. Yeah. But, seems. but Hey, the stock market rebounded today. So everything's going to be fine. Hey, it's all good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, uh, in, in in many ways, I, I think the the political discussion is is very exhaustive, um, where you can pretty much tell someone's attitude about the situation based on on how they vote, uh, which is really sad, because we're all in the same situation. Well, I w- actually I wouldn't say that. I think if you're in a less populated rural area, it's probably affecting you much less than in a condensed place like New York City or, or Los Angeles. Probably more skeptical, uh, you know, yeah. just not really. Yeah. Well, but understandable because, well, like, we were all that way. You know, like, I was that way sort of seeing it in China and, like, you know, I had a couple friends who were following it more closely. I was like, oh, yeah, I've, like, I've seen the headlines, you know. I guess I'll worry about it when it gets here, not really giving it much mind. So, you know, but then when it started to get here, it was like, oh, like, this is going to blow up big time. So, you know, I certainly don't hold anything against those people who are in areas where it hasn't really gotten to yet. Yeah, I mean, I think it, it's it's very emblematic just essentially of how human psychology works and that we are essentially tactile people who go with their gut. You know, if they can't, if you can't touch it, taste it, smell it, if it's not in your front door, it's not something that we're kind of built with our you know, kind of old, you know, brains and the, you know, our instinctive kind of fight or flight responses do not respond to, uh, information. Right. So the information is just, it's kind of this thing that's over there. And, and we're in this era where essentially experts are no longer respected. Institutions are no longer respected. The media is no longer respected. And in some of that, you know, for, for probably, some good reason that they've, they've earned that. But I think it also becomes kind of choose your own adventure in terms of who you want to, uh, believe in. And, uh, it would, it would just be nice if we, you know, situations like this, if it could bring us together, but I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon, unfortunately. And it's, we're going to see how it plays out because if, if different States, uh, in different cities take different, um, you know, uh, approaches, it could have a really disparate effect on how it, how the, this spreads and yeah, we're just gonna have to see what happens, you know, for sure. Um, uh, you know, but at the same time, we're all in it together because it's a global world and that's why it is where it is already. You know, that's why it's spread. Um, yeah. so, you know, there's some element which, you know, your locality doesn't really matter unless you're completely cut off from the world. Um, but, uh, how how is this affecting bad wolves? Cause, uh, you know, you guys kind of dodged a little bit of a bullet there. You finished up a tour in February and you haven't got another one until July, which, you know, 
I think a lot of people are looking at July. I mean, I've seen some bands reschedule tours for July, uh, mm-hmm. which is very risky to me. To me, it's kind of like on that precipice of when maybe things might start to happen again. Like personally, I think it's kind of unlikely. But like, how, how are you feeling about that? Has there been any word, uh, you know, communication between band members, management, so on and so forth? Well, in some ways, it, it was lucky because our tour ended uh, at the end of, of February. And then um, we actually did have a tour. We have another tour booked in May, oh. which hasn't officially been canceled. It was a, a co-headline tour with us and uh, Hollywood Undead. But most of the festivals with which the tour was booked around, I think, have been canceled. So more than likely, I think that tour will not happen in May. Um, so yeah, as of now, more than likely the, the next thing we will do starts mid July with disturbed and stained. Um, you know, I think it's, it's, it's so fascinating because you just, you take a lot of things for granted. Um, and this was, you know, I'm finally in a band that's successful enough that, you know, we were basically booked for the rest of the year and you could kind of just see, okay, this is what I'm going to be doing. Um, and there, you know, and we're just one band, but then you, you, if you just expand that to how much yeah. business was going on, I mean, the, the overall, the economy was, was pretty good and people were out doing, you know, people were going to shows and they're buying t-shirts and they're, you know, the, you know, there, there was some spending power in, you know, that, you know, when people have money to go to shows and buy, you know, buy concert uh, t-shirts and, and things like that, these are, you know, this is expendable income that that shows you that things are going pretty well, you know. Um, so, you know, listen, I just feel bad, you know, mainly, I think, just for the crew people, you know, some bands yeah. are, you know, they do well enough where they can uh, keep keep paying people when they're when they're off the road. Uh, most bands do not have that luxury. Um, you know, my, my girlfriend bartends. So it's like when uh, at venues, so when Live Nation shut everything down for that time period her her job went away for at least a month probably probably longer yeah so did my so, ad- advertising budget just poof evaporated yeah. o- overnight <laughs> yeah so um you know but we've kind of galvanized the team to kind of see what we can do from here you know so we're really going to be doubling down in terms of connecting with the fan base through social media doing live uh q a's maybe some performance stuff um doing some some web releases you know so you know repackaging some some different things and getting some material out there and also uh trying to get start writing for like even the next album while we have while we have time and kind of putting some some eggs in the in the creative basket but you know it's uh i i can't imagine if you take any band that's roughly at our level you know, we're pretty much all going through the same thing, you know, and, and everyone kind of, you know, we have a little cushion, but obviously I don't think anyone can really afford to take off six months, nine months, a year, you know, anything like that without having to go get a, another job doing something else, you know. Yeah, and, and that's, you know, Bad Wolves are, are in my opinion, quite successful, uh, you know, which is to say nothing of the bands that are not as successful as you are. <laughs> which, you know, yeah. there's a lot of bands in our world, um, you know, bands that people would probably think make a full-time living on on being a band, but really don't. 
um, you know, bands that like, let's say, just for the sake of argument, play between like 500 and 1000 cap rooms, if they headline, like, you know, those are bands kind of on the precipice of maybe making a full time living, maybe not, you know, like, all of a sudden, there's a good chance they're looking at six months, nine months, maybe longer with with no work. Yeah, and it's the funny thing I'm thinking about now is all the other ways you might be able to make a living, right? So let's say if I wanted to give guitar lessons, I know some of my friends are giving guitar lessons. Now the people who would get the guitar lessons have less money in their pocket because maybe their job isn't happening or slowed down or they're part-time or they're on unemployment. Um, So it filters down. Like I just signed up to this, that cameo thing. um, And you know, it's, it's been pretty slow and I'm like, well, maybe it's just, this is the wrong time to be on something like that, which is a very kind of frivolous uh, expenditure. You know, Um, it's definitely a a luxury kind of type. Not that I'm, you know, charging any more than anyone else, like 25 bucks, you know, but it's still like, it's, you know, I feel kind of weird about, because I, I think it was a Devin Townsend just did a, uh, a yeah, crowd fundraiser. Fund. Yeah, you, you raised a, a good amount of money too, like yeah. 75000 uh, grand, uh, $75,000 or something. Yeah, because his uh, he had spent a bunch of money to to have this tour go. The tour didn't happen, so he lost a bunch of money. So he's basically recouping a lot. I don't know how much of that is is profit or, or, or anything, but I, I also feel like, weird sometimes like like is this the time to solicit anything you know because i know i know and people are struggling now but in two weeks in four weeks six weeks people will probably be struggling even even more so it's a it's a you know i was saying it's a definitely a cascading domino type effect and uh you know and going back to what we talked about before it's like like we can't seem to pretend like the economy doesn't matter of course it matters and um so you know if you're living paycheck to paycheck week to week Right now, you're you're you know you're facing kind of a, a steamroller, and it's like, how do we figure this out? You know, yeah. for everybody. And just to continue that thought, uh, people who uh, a lot of band dudes and and women who would go home would get jobs in the service industry. Uh, you know, bartending, waiting tables, uh, you know, seasonal work, perhaps like those jobs are are just not available at all. Uh, you know, so it, it's hard. It's going to be really really hard. Well, yeah, and even if you do have a job, more likely that job puts you at risk. You know, if you're driving Uber or delivering things or working at a supermarket, you're on the front lines of, you know, perhaps putting yourself and, and whoever you live with it at danger as, as well. So it's, yeah, no, no one's getting getting out of this kind of kind of unscathed, I think. So yeah, for sure. Um, and, and that was one of the things I wanted to talk to you about. Cause, you know, you're somebody who um, has a lot of opinions about the industry. Uh, usually I agree with them, not always. Uh, but you know, like, how do you, how do you see this kind of cascading through speaking broadly, just the music world, you know, if we want to talk about metal, hard rock, we can do that. Uh, but you know, like how how do you see this playing out over the next, let's say six months or so, um, if bands are not able to return to touring? during that time? Uh, do you see album releases getting pushed back? Do you see them continuing? Do you see new trends emerging? What, what do you see? Well, it's interesting because Jamie Josta, someone asked them about the new Hatebreed album and he, and he said it's kind of up in limbo, which I can totally understand. I mean, imagine if you were a movie studio and you had a movie coming out, you know, in April, um, 
and all the theaters are closed. You're probably going to push your movie back, right? VOD. Um, I've got actually a friend who works in, in film distribution. Uh, and like they're just everything to VOD right away. Well, yes, but it, I, I wonder if, if, it, if they do. I just wonder if, if they still stand to lose a lot of money. I don't know oh, if the numbers. Sure. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. Like but, VOD but, but, is like, let's scratch back what little we can. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah. So honestly, well, one, I think actually you're going to have it's what people keep talking about. Oh, wait for those quarantine babies. Wait for the quarantine albums. I mean, literally, if you have. <laughs> You know, eight bajillion musicians sitting at home with nothing but time to write. Uh, so I think you're going to see a lot of creative output in 2021. Yeah. Um, that's that's the first thing. Uh, but, you know, you have to look at events like this, uh, like 9-11, like the 2008 crash. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else in, in, in my lifetime that, you know, the Iraq war, where there was kind of, there was a world before that and a world after that. And I, and I think, you know, the economy will rebound eventually. Um, we're kind of going to have to figure out, obviously we don't know what the actual damage is going to be in terms of lives um, and, and, and things, th things like that. But it's, you know, if you're coming of age, you know, if you're 16, 17, 18 years old, 20 years old, and this is kind of like, Hey, welcome to the real world. It's, you know, so yeah. I don't know. I, I think it's just, we're all, I think every, no one's experience is going to be that much different. You know, I think we're all going to be struggling and it's, but it's a, it's a weird thing because we're also like, um, if you don't get sick or you may perhaps know someone, it still probably feels distant. You're like, well, I'm at home. It's comfortable. I'm watching TV I'm I'm hanging out. It's not that bad, you know, yeah. <laughs> which on some, some extent there's, I have that where I'm like, oh, I, I can just sit around and watch Avengers 50 times and not really feel that bad about it. Um, so I don't know. I think I think we're all going to be figuring out what this is. But honestly, I do think there's that element of eventually they're just going to be like, all right, we're just going to get the machine back up and running. And if uh, you know, if, if you're you're unlucky enough to kind of have the, the hammer fall on you, then uh, hey. That's how it goes. I, I get the feeling that that's eventually going to happen, you know, where things are slowly going to have to start get up and running because we can't pause life. Right. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and people listen, and I, I get that. Like, was it was it Vanessa Hudgens or some famous uh, pop star basically said that she's like, well, you know, we should just like, you know, just keep it going. And whoever gets it, gets it. And that's just is what it is. And and listen, that's from a kind of moral relativist you know philosophical uh, way of thinking there's you know you can't discount that on it on its on its base unless like i said unless you're just like well the more aspect is lives are more important than this but i don't know i almost don't want to get too deep into that because it it, it, get, it get a little squirrely it's like doc uh advocates for uh, euthanizing two million people <laughs> hell no i definitely kill don't. off all the old people they're they're done yeah. anyway they're, yeah, their I, political I opinions are shit, so we don't need them. Yeah. <laughs> um, to to just uh, to wrap up here, uh, how are all your folks doing? I know you got a lot of folks back on the East Coast. Uh, Tommy, you know, New York is is really the and New Jersey the the epicenter, at least in the U.S. right now. Really starting to be the world actually uh, pretty soon 
here we're going to have more cases than than in Italy or China. Uh, is yeah. your family okay? All your friends, bandmates? Um, as far as I know, um, I know John had a scare when he got back, but they wouldn't test him, and he's feeling better now. Uh, but he did have pneumonia. Um, oh wow! So we don't know. And we were in Milan, you know, two weeks before all this, all the stuff went crazy there. Um, but as far as I know, no outside of you know, kind of the well-known, you know, like Chuck Billy and and Will from Death Angel. Um, and things like that, I haven't really heard anything in particular. As far as my family, everyone seems okay. Um, you know, my, my, you know, both my parents are in that 60 to 70 range and, uh, my mother's a smoker. So it's obviously something, you know, I'm, I'm concerned about. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just hoping, hoping everything works out. I mean, st statistically, you know, most of us will be, will be okay, but still, I mean, that, one to three percent and then if the you know what people don't really understand or not saying people but some people i don't think understand is in italy they're having almost 10 percent death rates because they spiked and they didn't flatten the curve and so they're basically people are dying that they could save if they're healthy because of systems. the health system being overwhelmed. it wasn't overwhelmed yeah. they're basically you know they just don't have enough equipment and icu beds so and there's a good chance that will happen in our epicenters. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe it won't happen uh, nationally in every every place, but uh, you know that's something where, like I said, the, I think these numbers um, people can't really quantify. They can't. They don't really understand uh, how exponential, uh, you know, math occurs. And I don't think they, you know, when you, you kind of percentages, it's just, like I said, until it's on their doorstep. It's hard to imagine. Yeah, it, it yeah. really is. I, I know what you mean. Like, I felt that looking at it all unfold in China and even Italy. Um, well, here's and, the difference, though, about China and why it's it's so unique is that it's an authoritarian regime. And, you know, they essentially shut down entire cities. And when they say yes. lockdown, that's fucking An lockdown. That's, lockdown. Yeah, you do not leave that. And basically, so the, what they did in China is if you, uh, eat, like basically they would put, to enter any building, they would take your temperature. And if you were even suspected of having it, they put you in a quarantine right away. And that doesn't mean, hey, you get to go home and chill in your house. No, no, they take you to a place that is just for people that are sick. And... You know, and, you know, so they can do, they can move mountains in a way that really, you know, we're we're a country that uh, values our freedoms and personal liberties and would feel probably uncomfortable if the government took really extreme lengths, you know, because there's a lot of conspiracy in the air. Anytime anything like this happens, oh, they're just doing this to get some. I'm just like, I don't know who wins in this. Like, who's the winner? Is it the people, the mask people? The motherfuckers that make the masks, right? You know, yeah. Like I, I think this is really a situation where there's no winners. Um, there's always someone who can capitalize off of a disaster out there. Of, of course, that always that always happens. But um, you know, I think people always think, oh, this is what they're gonna do. They're gonna, you know, or I don't know. I, this stuff just makes my my head spin. But um, one thing I said on on Twitter, and I'll, I'll kind of repeat here, is that in True crises, often there are only bad options and worse options. And people don't really understand that. They tend to think, 
well, here's this bad thing, but I don't know, fate or God or something, you know, that something will happen. It's like the, uh, that's why in every like Marvel movie or like alien movie, all you have to do is kill the one mothership and then all the other <laughs> ships die and all of them die. That's like the, the trope. And people think like that. They think there's a magic bullet. Um, but unfortunately in certain situations, like I said, there's just bad options and worse options. And so even the bad option, which is better, people will say, well, you fucked up. And it's just like, well, no, we're just in a fucked up situation. Yeah. So. Um, well, in the meantime, um, what can we expect from, from you, from Bad Wolves? I saw you were you, you posted about working on some X-Men episodes. Uh, what else have you got kicking around? Yeah, in the, in the old I'm brain definitely going to be doing the podcast and trying to take advantage of people being home. There's certainly no one has an excuse now. They can't say they're busy. Or, or too busy. They might be. They might be busy. Uh, so I'm definitely gonna gonna work on that. Um, yeah, we're gonna try and get some writing done. And like I said, I don't have all the details for some of the web-based stuff we're gonna be doing with the with the social media. We've been talking about perhaps doing an acoustic performance. Um, and but I don't have all the details, so I don't want to over overstate anything. But the, but the band will be active, and we're gonna be out there. And you know, me just personally, I'm gonna try and put myself out there more and, and do more live stuff or maybe, you know, play alongs or just, just whatever. And, and try to do different things to, um, to stay connected and, and be present, you know, with, with everyone. And, and like I say, one thing I, I do, and I posted about this, it's funny. I posted this thing. I was like, call your friends, call your family, stay connected. And people were like, doc, is there something wrong? I'm like, <laughs> No, motherfucker. I'm just telling you to call your fucking friends, like in family, like check in with people. Dude, for because... sure. I'm I'm talking to my mom every day. Like she's she lives alone. She's 75 years old. You know, like just needs needs a friend. Yeah. Call your so, family. I was like, I'm fine, but I'm. It's just it's just a good thing, you know. So every day I try and I'm like, who haven't I spoken to? Who haven't I connected with? Who's and so I make that kind of a thing. So that's I think really important is just going out of your way to. You know, checking on people, especially people who live alone, um, this can definitely, you know, because you know, people at home, they're drinking maybe more or just the lack of activity. And obviously that, that human connection, it's like you don't you don't realize how much uh, you miss it till it's gone, you know? Yeah. Oh, well, Doc, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, really appreciate it. We'll be in touch. Um, definitely always look forward to seeing your stuff on Twitter, all those hot takes. So uh, thank you, dude. <laughs> so hot. So hot. <laughs> always hot, the hottest. Uh, so uh, good luck with everything, and uh, and thank you. Of course, brother. You take care.